When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Yeah, you heard right. It's the Tune Machine. It's the uh, special episode we do where we look back at a particular chart week from any given time in history, and it's chosen by the um, the random chart pop blob. Was it pop blob? We decided we called it. Yeah. Yeah, pop blob. And, and pop actually, we blob. have a rhyme for it. Do you remember it? Um, pop blob, do your job. Job. Tell us how to what? use our gob. Oh, it's the other way around. Did a pop, pop blob, open pop your blob, gob, open your <clears throat> gob, tell, tell us, us how, how to, to do, do our, our job. job. Yeah, and here we go. And the pop blob has chosen. There we are. How about that? Seventeenth July, nineteen ninety-nine. Wow, it's gone later than I expected. That's a full yeah. ten years on from the last time. But you just—that's yeah, the, that's the beauty this... of working with a random blob. This is a chart when, I mean, I was, I'll have been 28 this week. Mm. And I'll be, I'll be honest, the top 40 was not at the forefront of my thoughts at this time. Um, I'll have been, well, 1999, I'll have been preparing for Sunderland's arrival in the Premier League. Mm. <clears throat> That's what I'll be thinking about. So I wasn't really thinking on, about on the top 40, but it's it's there. It's no, the top 40. I can't remember. Yeah, I was working. I would have been 24. What month is it, sorry? July 1999. Yeah, so I'd have been 24, but and I was working, and yeah, I suppose, music, yeah, the, the, the hit parade wasn't... But I mean, by that stage, I don't know whether it was our eight, our respective ages, and we were getting slightly mm. older than the sort of people who were... But I do think that already Top of the Pops felt as if it was in decline. The charts show on Radio 1 on a Sunday. It wasn't what it had been in the 80s, radar. where the no. whole country sort of hung on it. Do you know what I mean? It was it was two and a half years since I'd left our price, so uh, you know my, mm. my knowledge of the top forty. I'd almost walked away from the top forty because it didn't. I'd sickened myself of it during the our price years. I didn't, You'd overdone it didn't it. need to be the centre of my life anymore. Mate, so I'd, you know, I'd like off. that in in our price, you used to have the singles displayed in the order of that week's top twenty or forty. Is that a thing? That's what I remember in some record shops. I'm trying to think. We had the. Um, we had the album chart down at the front. By this, well, by this point, it was all CD singles. So yeah, we'll have had the singles chart on display. 
putting CD and you would singles. Arrange put, that on a Monday after the chart had come out on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you would always do the Gallup chart, not the Capital chart. Always the Gallup chart, the official yeah, chart, not the, the not the Capital, not the Pepsi not the, chart, the, 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 the Network chart, or whatever it was with Doctor Fox. Um, I did start listening to that when it first started because it was David Kid Jensen who did it, and it had a little bit of cool about it because when it first started, the sales or whatever they reckoned they were they were recorded right up until just before the chart was announced because it was based on sales and airplay. Mm. And they said it was the freshest chart you could get. Whereas yeah. the BBC one, I think back then it was still announced on a Tuesday. By Sir Marmaduke Duke Hussey. Yeah, officially <laughs> he'd, sta- he'd stand on the doorstep of Broadcasting House. It was very and he would much read like out Neville the Chamberlain. Chart. He'd unscroll yeah, it, wouldn't he? I, yeah. I have it a hand, a piece of paper. I'll never forget <laughs> when he came out to announce who had won out of Blur's Country House and Oasis right, yeah. roll with it. Because that was a big yeah. one, wasn't it? But he'd always um, count down from 40, traditionally. Yeah. So you had to wait. And just give us the number one, I see. <laughs> this is the biggest week in recent chart history. There was skirmishes going on in the street, yeah. wasn't there? Blair versus Blair Oasis, Oasis fans. fans. Yeah. You remember how I confronted Damon Albarn at a cash point the next day? He did. It was in that week, wasn't it? Yeah. It was the day after. It was the, the Monday morning. Fucking hell. <laughs> you got a bit lucky yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Waiter. Yeah, yeah. All right, mate. See you later. He had a fucking black cab with Justin Freeshman waiting in it. What time of the day was that then? It's like mid morning. He shouldn't have surfaced in the morning. The morning after he got a number one. Well, to know, you have to ask fucking him about hell, that. He should have been fucking still, still fucking on it, unless he was still shit faced. Maybe he was and going, the party on was through. going on through. But Freeshman yeah. was definitely in the cab with him. Did he and smell a drink? He looked at me. It was like, mate, fuck's sake, look, I'm at number one and I've got a pop yeah. star girlfriend. Who the fuck are you? I've just got a thousand pounds out of this cash point. You are queuing. I just saw you get a fiver out. <laughs> <laughs> now, fuck off, you fucking pathetic drip. In fucking three days' time, pal, I'm going to be on top of the pops riding on a milk floor. What are you going to be doing? <laughs> With a load of models chasing me around. <laughs> Do you remember uh, that? They arrived in the studio yeah. on a milk floor. Oh, and you'll be sat home fucking watching it. Yeah. Crying. Crying at your fucking Caffrey's twice. Because <laughs> <laughs> you actually give that much of a fuck about which record conglomerate has sold the most units this week. You prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I tell you the so, chart, the chart, the the network chart. I tell you how badly that declined from the heady days in which yeah. the kid Jensen. By the noughties, the early noughties, it was a Channel Five sh- version of the chart show. Oh yeah, and it was voice hosted by <laughs> yeah. me, Sam Delaney, and Anita yeah. Arani. We were the voices of the network chart on Channel Five. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a real funny, low. I wonder if any of that exists on YouTube still. Yeah, I'll try and find it. I think it was called... Maybe it was just called The Chart. <laughs> the, the <laughs> chart. A, a Chart. A Chart. We said today. But yeah, oh, that, well. was the, uh, that was the... That was Monday morning. First job was to do the... Uh, rearrange the singles and the albums. Because the albums came through and you'd have the new releases on a Monday morning would be incorporated into the album chart. And 
Would they? Would, would, they would be, you try I'm, to? Would remember. you engage in a guessing game based on your, your record sales that you had seen in your branch of our price? Would you have an opinion on come Sunday about who you thought was going to be yeah. riding high? Yeah, pretty much because back then that was the era when lots of singles would go straight in really high, but then drop. Mm. There wasn't that. There wasn't the drama that used to exist in the eighties, where the chart would be a kind of a there'd be a narrative to it, and a single would yeah. go on a journey, and it would slowly rise up. Sometimes I mean, like things would go down and then back up, right? Not that much. Mm. Well, they'd, they'd sort of stay still, but something would go in high. Say, for example, I'm looking at um, in this chart. You've got Tsunami by Manic Street Preachers. Yeah. That's gone straight in at eleven, and then the following week it was thirty-one. So right. you'd get you get the yeah. sales of a single for the first week were really high, and then they they big just spike. fucking fall yeah, off big, straight away. Big there was a lot spike, of that, probably with a surge of publicity <clears throat> surrounding yeah. the band. Yeah, and then after that it trails Fan off. Fan base would go out and buy it, then it would yeah, just drop. But then it doesn't spread. Um, and you get singles would be played for weeks on end before they'd be released. So there'd be a massive mm. demand leading up to something being released. Whereas back in the 80s, I think singles would just be like on the radio the week before they came out. Or even in the week of release, you wouldn't get a massive build-up for weeks and weeks. So, yeah. you know, but we we knew, I mean, for example, this week, Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin went straight in at number one. And, you know, we knew that was going to happen. Wouldn't have, you wouldn't have batted an eyelid at that. Because, You'd yeah, because like, we'd have had people I've in sold, asking for it. I've, yeah, people are coming in every day. You sold several for, for, units two weeks in advance they'd be asking for it and we'd be like sorry it's not out yet but it's all over Radio 1 so that was kind of how it worked then and you'd be like we'll um, take it up with fucking Simon Bates yeah. then you can go and see fucking Mama Joe Hussey you cunt yeah I bet you were well grumpy with the customers in our price weren't you sometimes Um, not really if I could help people I really enjoyed helping people if someone was trying to track down like a, a video or an album or something or something they'd heard, I'd always go out of my way yeah. to help them. And the, I had a lot of specialist knowledge. So, Do you, do you think it was um, one of the places where your logistical skills were really honed? I think it was, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if there was ever a problem customer, I would just go out the back and just shout and swear a bit and, you know, relieve what the stress that What about if way. they asked you to assist them with something that you hated, like a Queen album, for example? I would do it because I was a professional, Sam. You're a pro. You know, I would never... I would try not to let my own opinions cloud do you, do you the needs that, of the customer. Do you know... Would people ask you ever for your opinion? Would they go, what do you think of this... Uh, what's worth buying this week? Yeah, well, sometimes they'd ask... Sometimes, rarely, people kind of knew what they wanted. People wouldn't come yeah. and say, "Hey, hey, Andy, what's hot this week?" Yeah, it was. It wasn't an independent shop. Do you know what I mean? I know if it was it's an not indie something shop, you do in our price. But yeah. some people, if, if our price is the main record shop they have access to, then they might say, "Hey, yeah. let's uh, rap about some of the latest jazzy beats yeah. that are coming out." That rarely happened. Uh, if it did happen a lot, I've I've blanked it out of my memory. What would you do if someone came in and said? Um, can you play me the new Will Smith single, Wild Wild West? I haven't heard it yet. I've heard it's good. I'm considering buying it. Will yeah. you play it? We had headphones for that. We had right. listening facilities. I'd say, Stick yeah, I'll put that on, on for con. you, certainly. Yeah. Put these stinky, sweaty fucking headphones on. Have a listen yourself. I'd I'm go- not playing it over the shop. What would you do if I'd walked in? You didn't know me. I mean, obviously, you'd have instinctively thought, who's this cunt? 
right? Mm. All right, forget about it being me because that that will prejudice you. Someone comes in mm. and says, "Can I listen to? I'm, I'm going to buy a single, but I'm not sure which one. Can I listen to Living La Vida Loca?" And you go, "Yeah, fine. Sit the headphones on. Have a listen." Yeah. They listen to it all the way through, and they go, "Right." Can I now listen to 9pm till I come by ATB, which mm. was the number two? And you go, yeah, fine. Yeah. And then they keep doing it throughout yeah. the whole top 40. They're there all day. Yeah. No, that wouldn't happen. That, and then at the end they far. go, do you know what? I don't really like any of them, so mm. I'm going to give it a miss for this week. Bye. And they've just I had would... a free listen to every fucking single in the top 40. <clears throat> no, I would invent some kind of imaginary rule where you yeah. only let to listen to three tracks. Sorry, say, mate. Sorry, I... that, that's... that's... That's it. Sorry, I'd love to allow you to listen to more, but this is government. This is a matter of government statute. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I mean, a Saturday afternoon used to be good because we didn't have the listen policy on a Saturday afternoon because we were too busy. And I used to. I'll admit it. I used to enjoy telling them I couldn't let them listen to something because it was Saturday afternoon and we were too busy. (laughs) Small victories, isn't it? It's small victories. But fucking hell, I loved that job so much. It was yeah, such fun. It does sound like it a great, great job. The only thing that, I, when I think about, like, you know, yeah, I mean, fucking hell, it would be a dream for most people, I think, who like music to have had that job. But I, the only thing about working in a shop is I, I think of like, the amount of time you've got to stand up. Did you have a high stool behind the counter? No, or it was all you, standing. You, you, yeah. you, could, you could do counter work or you could be out the back doing what's called processing which is processing the new stock and put, pricing it could up you, and everything could you, do, could you have a chair for that bags. you had a chair for that yeah I'd probably do that I prefer sitting to standing generally in life yeah I, I preferred counter work I preferred you being got among to meet the, public. the people yeah I did but I wouldn't, you, wouldn't you yeah, I mean I suppose I'm thinking of myself now standing that I get bad lower back pain if I'm stood up for too long yeah but I was I was, I was 19 when I started you that job I was 19 and I was there till I was 24 so you know you were stronger I was yeah. fit, fit as a fiddle I was a strong young man yeah, you met quite um, a lot of ladies as well I mean no there wasn't that many to be honest it was all blokes buying the records was it well, the only ladies and, coming in are quite young girls buying like you know Thirteen-year-old girls, teenage girls, yeah, or, yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, I can't think of a word to describe what I would describe it as. That isn't wasn't sexist. fertile. No, it wasn't fertile ground. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Recruitment ground. Um, but I mean, I remember what it used to be great because you go in and if it was like any time other than Christmas, it would be pretty quiet other than lunch times and Saturdays. Mm. So. I remember one day I went in and it was nine o'clock. I had a nice mug of coffee on the go. Mm. I had New Order's Brotherhood album on. Brilliant. Loud. Yeah. And uh, one of the shopping centre security guards came in and asked us to turn it down. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is, was it in that shopping centre that's still there now? In Sunderland? It was in the galleries in Washington. Oh, okay. it's not, it wasn't the one. In, I didn't work in the Sunderland one. It was the galleries at Washington. Right. And apparently the insurance company that was directly above us had complained because their, their office was vibrating. To the same New Orleans <laughs> Brotherhood. That is good times, so, mate. That is turn good your music work. down, lad. Did you so, ever have uh, any yeah. trouble? Did anyone come in pissed and start causing trouble? Yeah, we'd sometimes get pissed people in. Yeah, because there was a pub around the corner inside a shopping centre. Imagine Fucking that. Hell. It's asking a pub for called trouble. the Oasis. Yeah, and Fucking what they get pissed up, then they think I'm gonna go and fucking 
give that fucking art price a piece of my mind about the charts. I'm not happy with yeah. the charts this week. I'm going to yeah, go the, and have a word with them in our price. Oh, you, you get people who attempt to like bring things back all the time. They clearly just like recorded. And they were covered in fingerprints. CDs covered in fingerprints. You go, have you yeah. played this? Then, and they go, oh, I've never touched it. I just bought it the other day. I decided I don't want it anymore. And I've got like, it's covered in fingerprints. That's nothing to do with me. I don't know how they got that. <laughs> like you had so many fucking chances like that. Yeah, well, we've but, all done um, it. I mean, I've done that, but I would take more care about. You know, you get your CD, you put yeah. it on tape, then yeah, you yeah. gotta be careful. But we never try, had that I wouldn't thing. have tried to do it pissed. We, we, we never had the rule where you could take stuff home and record it and take it back. I think they used to have that before I started, where staff could take things home. Mm. And it, it was the, the official line was it was to sample them. Yeah, if you wanted yeah. to buy them. Yeah, you I fucking sampled them already. Sampled them onto a C90 on. TDK, yeah. you couldn't. But that had gone by or, the time I started. Yeah, I mean, you'd left before the mini disc revolution, didn't you? Yeah, one exactly. Of my fa- one of my favourite moments in musical hardware. Yeah, I've got Sadly a mini-disc somewhere. I did an interview with Danny Baker and Danny Kelly on mini-disc in about 2007. Yeah, when they were doing their podcast. Remember podcasts? That was good. <laughs> I remember their podcast. It was good. Yeah. I interviewed them for a, a magazine that never actually got made. But, uh, yeah, it's on a mini-disc. And I, I once, I was in Tower Records in London once, and I saw Kevin Rowland's infamous My Beauty album, where he's wearing a lovely dress on the front. Oh, yeah. A lovely velvet dress on the front cover. Yeah, that was when he uh, first came back oh, from drug addiction. Up. Yeah, that was his cover versions album. And I saw that on mini-disc for four ninety nine, and I didn't buy it. And if I had, that would be one of my favourite objects. Has it haunted you own. ever since? It still haunts me to this day, yeah. Yeah, we've all got okay, those. No. Might see if I can get an eBay. It'll be like 500 quid now. Shall we have a look at this chart then? Let's we, do it. Have you got a song you want to talk about? Are we... Is it full top 40 or top 20? Full top 40. I've noticed a Billy theme Boots. in this chart. I think that a lot of it is pretty trashy pop music of the early noughties era. Yeah, uh, lots of R&B late, going sorry, on. late 90s. There's, but there's, not, there's not a lot of Britpop no, era that, sort Brit, of overhand. Britpop had faded out. It was a sort of an in-between yeah. era, wasn't it, I think, the, mm-hmm. the late 90s, early noughties. There was an in-between era where there wasn't really a particular scene uh, that you there can associate. There wasn't culture, was there? No. Um, but there is something that does stand out as a theme in that there is, I think, three records by brilliant... Uh, by by you know three fantastic female R and B artists all in one top forty, because yeah. at number four you've got My Love Is Your Love by Whitney Houston, which is a great track, yeah. um, and then at twenty four you've got Everything Is Everything by Lauren Hill, from mm-hmm. probably the best or one of the best albums of that year. The I think we've both chosen Hill. the same song for our first choice here, Sam. And and at and at 37 you've got yes. those scrubs by TLC yes. which is another yes. classic so these are three I mean if you look at the the lexic the, the canon of great female R&B singles of the last few yeah. decades right all three of those would be in there and they yeah. all reside in this same top 40 so at first you think there's no scene here and then you think wow this is a golden age for yeah. R&B music right R&B pop, female R&B pop, call it what you will. Um, 
But I don't, I, you know, if you want to choose um, no scrubs, choose it, and I'll choose one of the others. I'm just sort of doing more. I'm kind of well, breaking let's just, ranks let's just with the both. Talk about no scrubs. Yeah. For me, and this, obviously, No Scrubs was from Fan Mail, which was their third album. And Crazy Sexy Cool was the first album that came out when I was in me, our price pomp. Crazy I Sexy Cool. I thought for cool some reason was... No Scrubs was on Crazy Sexy Cool. No, no it wasn't. I'm saying oh, this okay. was from Fan Mail, but, but right. uh, Crazy Sexy Cool came out. I'm trying to work out when it came out. Uh, 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 94, November 94. 94. Okay. So there was like four and a half years between Crazy Sexy yeah. Cool and Fan Mail. Yeah, but uh, uh, Crazy Sexy Cool is a fucking staggeringly good phenomenal. album. Phenomenal! It is full of fucking magnificent pop gems. Yeah, from start to finish. Fan mail, which is where No Scrubs came from, is as well. Yeah, it's not quite as good as Crazy Sexy Cool, but it's, it's up there. I don't yeah. think there's a TLC greatest hits album, is there? Is there? Don't know. I don't um, have fan mail. I have got Crazy Sexy Cool on vinyl. And I've told this story before, but when I was at Brian Eno's house that time and he said to me, Do you, and he told me to put a record on and I was too intimidated mm-hmm. to put a record on. Yeah. And so was everyone else. So in the end, he came over again because he was setting up an event in his house. He said, yeah. why don't you put a record Just on? setting up an event here. And no, I'm Brian Eno, I'm setting up an event. How do you expect me to do this without music yes. playing in the background? Yes, that's right. An event in my own home. Yeah. That, and Brian Eno. You don't do that, do you? I do. I'm Brian Eno. <laughs> I'm Brian Eno. This is the sort of shit that I just do. It's second nature Setting to me. Setting up events. And so that. he goes, why didn't you Why didn't you put it on? And no one, everyone sort of looked at their feet. And I went, to be honest, we're all a bit intimidated. And he chuckled and said, all right, let me do it. <laughs> I'm sure went, you are, yes. Sure you are, rightly so, <laughs> that, dickheads. That's why I asked you. <laughs> yeah. Put you on the spot there, didn't I? What are you going to fucking put on? Venger boys <laughs> ironically obviously yeah so he goes do you want to hear do you want to hear the best bass line of all time and I oh. go yeah obviously yeah and you're not going to say no are you no I'm alright thanks no, no fuck off I'm busy <laughs> not bothered I'm thinking what the fuck's he going to pull out here it'll yeah. definitely be some shit I've never heard of before from parliament or yeah, or it'll, the be family ja- store or it'll be or jazz. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like African jazz or something. <laughs> Fucking only pulls out crazy, sexy, cool and puts on waterfalls. Oh, right? yeah. And then talks me through it as it's playing. Yeah. He goes, oh, listen. He goes, the thing about this bass line is it doesn't go with the... It was something like it doesn't go with the melody. It sort of goes right. or, or off on its own, doing whatever the fuck yeah. it wants. And he goes, this guy's one of the great session bassists, but... He doesn't get used much. He hasn't been used much because he's too unpredictable. He's too much of a maverick. And right. he won't just come in and do what needs to be do- done. Right. But on this, it worked because. And he talks through it. And we, me and Mark Machado were sat there thinking, fucking hell, this is it. We're getting a fucking masterclass here. Yeah. Plus, what was great was it was a song that was already one of my favourite songs and yeah. was not an obscure song. It's one of the most famous songs of the 90s. And so that was good as well because it was disarming that he hadn't chosen something confusing and complicated to intimidate <laughs> us with. And um, 
Yeah, he's, and prob- so that's he's it. probably thinking, yeah, I'll just I'll just pick something that they'll have heard of. I don't yeah, want to fuck it, with their heads. He looks like the sort of cunt who the edgiest thing he's ever heard is fucking waterfalls by TLC. <laughs> I'll just put that on and make some shit up about it. <laughs> He'll fall I, for it. I've never talked about this before because there was an episode of Top Flight Time Machine well over a year ago called Brian It's Brian, which was the whole thing, I think, started on this story but was basically ended up, and I can't remember the details, <laughs> it's a conversation between Brian Ferry and Brian Eno, and I think they were pitching television shows together they to were, ITV. It was ITV, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I can't mm. remember what they were, though. Um, so this, this anecdote has made an appearance before. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. Not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. Um, and they, you know, Chelsea were great, but then unfortunately um, Lisa left Di Lopez died, right? She did. She did. She died before they got to do a follow-up to fan mail. So, I mean, the first album was kind of quite uh, teen poppy sort of thing. It was called Ooh on the TLC Tip. Mm. Uh, it's good, but it's not as great. Crazy Sexy Cool is still, you know, what, 25, 26 years on? is still a staggeringly good album. If you've never heard it, go and listen to Crazy uh, Sexy Cool. Yeah, you know, a lot of and these then fan albums, mail. like, I mean, I'm sure your daughter's saying, my daughter... Loves that album, right? Mm. And and she really doesn't like much music that isn't modern music. She's got a sort of almost hostility to it. Right. But there are certain artists who she listens to because she sort of feels as if they don't sound any different to what she'd listen to now. Yeah. And she's always loved that album and the Destiny's Child album as well uh, from a similar era or a couple of years after this, which yeah. I think was Survivor, the one that yeah. had the... The, the Charlie's Angels song on and stuff like that. Anyway, they, I tell you what, TLC, having had the, the tragedy befall them, must have looked at Destiny's Child and Beyonce's career and thought, fuck here now. That was supposed to be us, you cunts. That could have been us, yeah. But they're back. TLC are back. Just the two of them. Uh, the, yeah, there's a new album out um, a few years ago now, about three years ago. Uh, I'll admit I've only heard it once, but it sounded good. I'm not at the stage now where I listen to albums repeatedly, but I listened to that and I thought, yeah, that's good. They've still got it, whatever it is. Um, where is it? Just called TLC, came out three years ago. So that'll be on your Spotify. Um, um, so one of my favourite things about Lisa Lopez was, and I've just Googled this to make sure I remembered it correctly, 
she was arrested in 1994 after burning her boyfriend at the time, Andre Risson's house down. Yes. She said she set fire to a pair of his tennis shoes as punishment. I think he'd done something like he'd cheated. He'd been a dog or a scrub. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and uh, well, I think he'd been a scrub. Right, she, she hadn't released no scrubs by then, but you know, but she wrote gave about her the it idea. Later on. That's how I actually got the idea for scrubs, believe it or not. So every cloud has a silver lining. It'd been well, a scrub. I'll tell you this, though. <laughs> something you might know. You can't actually rhyme anything with tennis shoes. I tried. <laughs> I tried for days and days Fucking and days. Trust me, I do. And even the other two uh, girls in the band, I gave them a shot at it. No one could think of out. So in the end, we thought, fuck it. We'll just, we'll just call it Scrubs instead. There's loads of stuff rhymes with that. She put the tennis, she thought, right, they're his, his favourite trainers. I'll burn the fuckers in the bath. But what she yeah. did was, she said, I, I, she left a pair of tennis shoes and, and in his bathtub burning. And she was getting back at him for physically abusing her or... And uh, but then she fucked off. She left it. She assumed because it was in a bathtub that they'd just, just burn eventually out. burn out. Yeah. But they yeah. burnt the whole fucking house down. <laughs> and you've got to say, fucking hell, Lisa Lopez, what a hero! He fucking gave her a smack, so she just burnt the cunt's house down. God, yeah, she was great. Yeah. I, I can't remember how she died. I think it was quite. I think it was. Was it a car crash or something? It was a car crash. Yeah, yeah. What a um, shame. I'm just looking now. Yeah, oh, she was 30. Fucking Terrible. Um, yeah. But t- uh, Fan Mail and um, Crazy Sexy Cult are both fucking brilliant albums. So if you've never well, heard them, get involved in that. What's what what what's your record? Pick one. Well, my was mine was going to be No Scrubs as well. Well, we've um, sort of done I'm that together. Looking up, what else was I going to talk about? Uh, I mean, we've touched on Blur. I was going to talk about Coffee and TV by Blur. Yeah. Because it was one of the ones that um, Damon didn't sing on. It was that one of the ones is that by, Graham, what's his name, the guitarist, it was right? Coxon, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. And, He's got uh, a funny I'll, voice, hasn't he? He sings like this. He has. Like a whinging baby. I'm like a little baby yeah. singing a pretty song. That's exactly how he That's a good impression. A bit like that. A little bit yeah. like Mark Lawrence. Mummy, I've done a poo-poo and a I need you to wipe my bottom. Yeah. quite a but good song though actually it's got a great tune yeah mm. it's probably the poppiest song on that album because it was the Blur album the self-titled mm. Blur album what should we call a new album it's, what is this our fourth album what should we call it oh let's just call it Blur oh, yeah. uh, can't think of a fucking title for your own album fucking you can only get away with that if it's your first you, album you expect you? me to fucking pay fifteen ninety nine for that CD yeah. the least you can do is take the fucking time to think give, up a give, proper title give the cunt a name yeah Lazy cunts. You can only get away with that if it's your first album. Of course you can. Self-titled. After it's that. one of my biggest... Uh, one of the things that angers me most is a band who does a self-titled album that isn't their first album. Yeah. Portishead did that. Their second album was called Portishead. Yeah. It's like, for fuck's sake. 
You're complacent. Yeah. You're getting complacent now. And it's not as if they've just knocked it out in six months. With Porter said second album, it took them about five years, didn't it? Yeah, so they so have the plenty least... of fucking time to think something out. Don't don't see it as an oversight. You've forgotten yeah. to come up with a name for it. Just fucking give it a name. It's infuriating. Call it anything. Call it fucking fence. Yeah. Call it fence, fucking fish exactly. cake, whatever. Fence fish. Anyway, there we are. That That's it. We'll we'll leave Blur there. Yeah. Because, you know, we're trying to get through six songs in these episodes. I tell episodes. you a song that people use that term, guilty pleasure. Uh, which is a silly term because no, no pleasures that's... should have guilt associated to them. Well, <laughs> some should, but we won't go into that here. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this one should not. Um, here is a song, Andy, that I've always really liked, right? Mm. I'm going to open up to you here. Um, let me just find where it is. It's called um, Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Yeah. yeah. And it was from got... a teen movie of the era. Right. Um, which I think was um, well, let's, 10 let's Things hear... I Hate About You. Let's hear a little bit of it, shall we, Sam? Yeah. There you are, sixpence none the richer. I think I was put off uh, solely by the name of the group here with this one. Yeah. Sixpence yes. none the richer. Yeah. Terrible. Fuck off. Yeah. It's Terrible the opposite name. of coming up with an album that hasn't got a name. You've given yourself a name and you've tried too hard. You've complicated yeah. things. It's the opposite problem. It's a really irritating name. And my memory is they were quite an irritating twee sort of American pop yeah. alternative pop band. Yeah. Um, but. It's from the film She's All That, which okay. was sort of like a 90s version of a John Hughes movie. You know, yeah. they were quite popular at the time. It's quite a lot of those teen movies going on. It's the time of Scream and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it had Freddie Prince Jr. in it, who seemed to be in all of them. Yeah. And it, and I remember going to see it at cinema. And, you know, I like those films, those sort of silly films. I certainly did then. And this was sort of romantic in a way that did evoke sort of, you know, memories of teenage crushes and that yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, I was never proud of it because I probably thought of myself as having slightly more alternative or edgy tastes at the time. But i got to tell you, I liked it then. I like it now. It makes me feel a bit tingly and it's impossible to, to quite put a finger on, on why. But, you know, it's a good tune, mate. There's nothing wrong with it at all. It's it, you know if it came on now I wouldn't switch the channel or anything like that mm. which I do with some songs um, yeah and I'm looking at its chart history it went straight in at number four I mean I yeah. guess it was their first ever single they did nothing else did it one hit wonder territory yeah. straight in number four then down to number five down to number eight so again there'll have been a big build up on the radio before it came out uh, there was a big demand for it it didn't kind of just grow into the chart and it was it was there lurked in the top ten for four weeks and do you and know what gradually. It wasn't- it, it was, yeah, go on. Gradually went down the charts. 4, 5, 8, 10, 14, 18, 27, 28, 32, 40. So uh, that was the it, one that hung around for a bit. It was also on the um, soundtrack of Dawson's Creek, 
which was also big at the time. Right. So it obviously had this sense about it, which I think is real. Those these American teenage things, it it is sort of like I don't know what it is, but they've used it on the teen drama TV series a show mm. that I never liked. I much preferred The OC personally. I never watched Dawson's Creek for obvious reasons. I'm the only fucking Dawson around here. Yeah. I'm not Dawson's having any of fucking Dawson coming on showing showing us out of Dawson. Where's my I'll fucking do check. that my way? How often do people use Dawson's Creek as a as a thing as a stick to beat you with? Very, very rarely. You'd be surprised to hear. No one ever very used a, a pun. Dawson's something that sounds with creek. If they have, if it if it's been on social media, they've been immediately blocked, and I've never heard from them what again. About Dawson's cheek. That would be good. I that, I can see that as a section on what, on our podcast. Cheat? Dawson's brackets ass close brackets cheat. Mm. Mm. Could I mean I could do a spin-off podcast of that, I suppose. Yeah, or I just think a section and now it's time for Dawson's Arse Cheek. I could I could do it as a, a solo one. I remember when um the, the sad the sad event when the two mics who were, of course big talk sport mainstays they split up a few mm. years ago mm. and one of them, the one with the beard, Mike, um he did his own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, he did his own podcast, but it was a solo one. It was basically an address to the nation every week. Just a monologue. Just a monologue. Wow. Yeah, I'll do one of them. Dawson's cheek. Yeah, yeah. I think that could work. Anyway, he's doing one again now, Mike Parry, but with Alan Brazil. Is he? Because they used to do breakfast together on Talksport. Yeah, I wish them the very best of luck. Yeah, me too. Um, anyway, that's she's all that. Uh, the, uh, sorry, six minutes on the reacher. Kiss me. Mm. That's me and Bitten. It's a. It's um. What would you call it? It's a mushy sort of sentimental, yeah, uh, almost cloying track that I, Sam Delaney, have always had a real soft spot yeah. for. I can hear that. I can hear the "Kiss Me" bit in it. I can't imagine like what the rest of it sounds like. Kiss me under the milky moonlight. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know, milky moonlight. That's nice, isn't like. it? It's a nice image. I don't, verse, I don't know the verses, but it doesn't matter, does it? Um, have we got anything else quickly we've got another couple of songs another song each to choose I think okay um, well it's your turn now I think mate is it I hadn't really picked anything out I didn't think we'd get to a third song um, what we got uh, everybody's free to wear sunscreen Baz Luhrmann I was what? Baz Luhrmann the... the film director yeah do you not remember this one it got a number one is that the one where down. it's advice for life. It's just advice, yeah. Ah, I remember. It's I advice didn't know that over was some Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, it's basically a public information film, like uh, the the Spirit of Lonely Water, but in a song. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I'm thinking? Why don't we? Because the prodigy made a mint out of sampling Charlie Says, which is from the same stable as the Spirit yeah. of Lonely Water. Why aren't we releasing a dance remix of the Spirit of Lonely Water? By oh, the way, someone do, got in we? touch to tell me after our discussion of yeah. that that it was Donald Pleasance who did the creepy voiceover for the Spirit yes, of Lonely I saw Water. That. Yeah. And that is great, isn't it? Because he really is well you think Pleasance, you think creepy voice. Yeah. Creepy it's voice good. cunt, don't you? It's good. I'm looking at the lyrics of this fucking everybody's free to wear sunscreen thing, and yeah. it's just Oh, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Is it I mean, like something do, that nowadays you'd get on a fucking meme on Instagram, like a mindfulness yeah. meme or yeah. something? It's going like, enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you'll look back. 
at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. Bollocks. You are not as fat as you imagine. Floss. Stretch. I mean, we could do one so of these, but it would be like, just rest. That, and that, that kind of advice wouldn't stand nowadays because we live in, a, in what I believe is a more enlightened time, right? Yeah. And I think that people thought that that advice at the time was really cool. But actually now, I think, especially the millennials, let alone us, would be like, yeah. this is Fuck really you. problematic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's judgmental. Also, this whole flossing and stressing thing, fuck me. We have all got enough stress, right, and shit to think about. And the amount we've got people telling us to floss and stretch left, right, and fucking centre on top of all of the other logistics we've got to take care yeah. of, right? I'm not saying don't floss and stretch. I try to do both those things as much as I can. But if people keep yeah. going on about it, it's just an extra fucking thing in your head. Do you know what I'll I mean? I just not do it just because people are telling me to do it. Well, I, I mean, think that's as good a policy as any. He's, he's saying, you know, he's saying, uh, respect your elders, he says. Fuck that. Well, that's fucking stupid as well. Respect uh, them. If, if your elders are worthy of respect, respect them. Respect but what them. If, if young what people if, are worthy of respect, respect was my granddad? What if Hitler was my granddad? Yeah, exactly. I'm supposed to respect him, What about that, Baz? Yeah. He says, I mean, get this. He says, live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Fuck off. Yeah, why I can't fucking be living in those places. I've got responsibilities back home. Fucking cunt. Yeah, what's he, what, what perspective? He's coming from a very entitled perspective, as if we all have the option yeah, to fuck off exactly. and live in Northern California for a couple of years. Yeah. Fuck oh, you. but then I left because it was making me soft. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking a grown man calling himself Baz as well. I know. Well, hang on a minute. Fucking, that's a Careful. fucking red flag, isn't it? That's my dad. We call my, call da- my, da- my dad name's Barry. Well, he doesn't really call himself it. We call him it as a wind-up, but now it's just yeah. stuck. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let that go, but... Because not, it's not a self-appointed nickname, is it? No, it's definitely not a self-appointed nickname. So that's Everybody's Free to Fuck Off by Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Um, you got another one? Quickly, we've got a couple of minutes, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's a few, actually. Um, You're not allowed a I, few. You're allowed one more. No, I'm just trying to narrow it down <laughs> and choose which one I think would be the best to address. Uh, oh, well, just briefly, um, at number 21 in the charts this week was the song No Pigeons by Sporty Thieves. Now, this was a response song to No Scrubs. So this brings us around nicely to the first track we talked really? about. Really? I don't yeah. remember this. And it was like, you know, the, the sentiment of no scraps, right? Well, was, I'll tell you, let's just lyrics. stop there. Let's 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 hear a little yeah. bit of it, shall we? There you go. First time I've heard that, I think. Uh, yeah, so it's a response, basically. So right. Scrubs, she describes what a scrub is. Uh, he's, al- he's also known as a buster. That's what she says, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. Um, and so the response from a band called Sporty Thieves, who appear mm. to be rampant misogynists, like all too many oh. musical artists were at the time, um, is a sort of a response saying, hang on a minute, Scrubs calls out blokes who um, 
are constantly calling out, cat calling, invading your personal space, trying to is, get up in, in your face, and you're just not interested because they're scrubs, they're on welfare, blah, is, blah, blah. Is, is this song the equivalent of the Twitter thing of not all men? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, no pigeons is exactly right. I mean, it would fit in with a lot of the misogynists you get on Actually, Twitter now. Not all men are Not all scrubs. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, a pigeon is a girl who will be walking by my rimmed-up blue brand-new sparkling five. That's a car. Yeah. Her feet hurt, so you know she want a ride, but she fronting like she can't say hi. What? So what he's saying is, sometimes I drive around in my flash car... And I, and I see a woman on her own mm. and I wind down the windows and I start propositioning her sexually. And she just ignores me and doesn't take me up on any of what? my offers. And that is because <laughs> she, she's, yeah, she is playing games and I hate her for that. She's and a pigeon. She's is that a pigeon. what she is? Your chick's getting nadder. Your, pissy, your pussy ain't worth the ramada. Anyway, your friend looks hotter. Game is something we got a lotter. I think sporty thieves are awful people. And I think the yeah. fact that they were actually above TLC in the chart this week is disgusting. They well, cashed in. But, I, I mean, uh, obviously TLC would have sold... No Scrubs would have sold infinitely more records. No no Scrubs got to number three at its peak in the charts. And this Pigeon song, uh, its highest point was number 16 the week before. And that, and it was gone within another four weeks out of the top 100. I tell so, you what, yeah, yeah, I'd rather listen the to the thing to Pigeon Street, mate. Which, by the way is another yeah. song we should remix on the B-side of our Lonely Water track. Yeah. Well, that's that's the end of this one. We'll, we'll end. We'll, we'll play out with it, Sam. We'll play out with Pigeon Street. We don't yeah. hear your version right. of it. We'll put, we'll put the proper one on. Uh, yeah, that's it from this one. I think it's been a very fulfilling It has. I've enjoyed uh, this We've greatly. covered a lot of stuff. Uh, we chose not to do any research whatsoever this time. That's our and policy. I think that's the way forward. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've done it we'll as we went along. I think we've all learned a lot. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these. Hope you enjoyed it. TTFN Dickheads, he's picking street. Pickers. If you lived in Pigeon Street, here are the people you could meet. Here are the people who would say hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye every day. If you lived in Pigeon Street, here are the people you could meet. Here are the people who would share the sights, the sounds, the air. Where pigeons beat their wings, wings beat. Pigeons beat their wings, wings beat to meet in Pigeon Street. 